welcome back to another episode of the Selected Podcast. We were off last week on the podcast just to take a little bit of a break, but we're back in full swing and ready to tackle a new batch of episodes for you guys. This week on the pod, I have the pleasure of talking to my boy, Kenneth. He has a YouTube channel focused around fashion and he posts fashion related content uh, on Instagram. Now, I don't want to call you a fashion YouTuber because I feel like that's, uh, you know, that's not your job. But Kenneth, bro, welcome to the pod. How are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. I appreciate you inviting me out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Uh, bro. Yeah. So uh, b- before we start, fashion YouTuber, no, or would you consider yourself a fashion YouTuber or is it more of you just create content around fashion? Uh, I would say I create uh, content around fashion, right? Like, you know, I don't know too much. Like if you're coming to me for information about like fashion or like trying to learn more about it, like you're hitting the wrong approach, right? Mm. If you help my videos, it's really a lot of like satire and a lot of like, kind of like a, a brain dump, I guess, right? Right. We just having fun with it. Uh, but it just revolves around like my hobby of, you know, fashion, right? And that's what how I think about it. Yeah. Um, funny story before we, we get a little bit of backstory on you and shit, just so the audience knows the way we met was really interesting. It was really funny. So <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> I think one of your followers on Instagram, um, had asked and because you do like story replies where people like ask you questions and shit, you know, uh, you do that pretty frequently <laughs> and, it's just so fun. And, and yeah. And somebody asked you, they're like, uh, when are T and X are going to have you on the selected podcast and you tag T and I. And I remember I took a screenshot of your story and I sent it to T and I'm like, damn, dude, fool's down bad. Everybody wants to be on the podcast <laughs> and T, cause I didn't know who you were. Yeah. And, and T was like, no, 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 dude, this guy's hilarious. His, his content on YouTube is really like, he's really funny. He has like an interesting like style. And then you and I just kind of vibed off the bat. Like we started talking about clothes and fashion and we kind of hit it off. So, um, yeah, so I guess like you were listening to the podcast before I met you. Yeah, no, I knew of the podcast, right? It was, uh, I, you know, I, I've been really listening to podcasts lately, right? Uh, because as I start to do like, you know, more work and like more of my like editing and stuff like that, right? I like to listen to things in the background. Right. So podcast is like a perfect way to have something, right? Mm. And especially when I'm at work or something like that, I just pop a headphone in and I'll like listen to your podcast. Right. So I didn't know about it, right? But I thought it was interesting that like, um, you know, someone tagged it and I was like, oh, I just thought it'd be fun to do it. Right. Yeah. And plus yeah. I, I know I, you know, I know I, I can have fun with it. It's all there. Why not? But then we just started talking and we really had like fun with it. And so, you know, now I'm here. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's good to have you on, man. And and shout out to T. He, he really like, he was like, no, dude, this guy's really funny. His YouTube video is really interesting. And, uh, and then I started watching your videos and I'm like, yeah, this guy's approach is like hella different. So, but dude, let's start off, man, for the audience. Um, a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Um, and yeah, what was life growing up for you? Uh, so I'm from Seattle, Washington, right? Uh, specifically, I'm in the Rainy Beach area, so the southern part, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and currently, I go to Utah Bothell, right? I'm uh, learning about UX UI, and I really do love like that, like you know, digital design type thing, right? Yeah. So that's kind of where I am, like academically and stuff. Uh, shit, what else should I say? <laughs> so, so you're in school right now? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So, and, and what you're studying is not fashion related whatsoever. No, it's not fashion related. I think fashion of more of like a hobby, like I do enjoy it, but I do, I don't think I could see myself like, you know, entering that field, right. Mm. Or anything like that. But I really do love like what I do right now, which is like, you know, um, editing, editing videos professionally with professors and, you yeah. know, doing UX, UI, developing interfaces and stuff like that. Those are the type of things that I really do enjoy. Yeah, man. Um, it's interesting how you can kind of blend what you're studying in school and try to 
uh, blend that with your hobbies and fashion and, you know, with your YouTube channel and shit. But, um, you know, your journey into fashion, like how did that start for you? Someone who, who is not studying fashion, who, who sees it as a hobby and not necessarily as, you know, something that you can pursue. Where did that start for you? Uh, it started the same way, I guess, everyone else's. Uh, so I was in high school, right? You know, found that. <laughs> <laughs> nah so like I, you know girl break my heart and i'm like yo you really looking so i'm really like oh i'm not cutting enough you know what i'm saying so i gotta i gotta approach it differently so you gotta start hitting the gym start dressing different start asking like people like oh what brands are hot like what should i wear mm. and so i used to really like i you know i used to wear a lot of brands and stuff like that right in high school yeah. I'm like oh this is cool right you know like if people see i got the cool like limited stuff on she gonna think I'm cool, like. <laughs> but not nah, so. That's how it really started, right? And then after right. a while, I'm kind of just like, you know, hey, look, I like what I'm doing, right? You mm. know, whatever, whatever the girl, whatever, right? But I like how it makes me feel, right? Mm. You know, uh, there was a quote that I kind of like um, saw and noticed, and I kind of lived by. It was like, you know, you look good, you feel good, you do good, right? Mm. And so that kind of like stuck with me for a while, and so I really started like, you know, if I dress nice every day. Like, even if I don't feel that good, right, you know, it, there's going to be something about, like, me dressing nice and I, I know I have a good outfit on that, like, will make me at least feel a little better, right? Right. And so that's how I kind of, like, really got into fashion. And then, of course, like, you know, talking to more people and I really, like, you know, as I talk to more people within this community, I really started to develop, like, you know, a really good, like, fashion sense, I think, right? And right. how I really want to dress. How old are you, man? Uh, I'm only 21. 21. So you were in high school not that long ago. So like when you were in school, what was like the, cause when I was in high school, it was like the swag boy era, like 2013, yeah. 2014. Um, Grocery runners, you know what I'm saying? Karachis. I know that. <laughs> yeah. 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 For you. I mean, what were you dressing like in high school? What was, what was, what was popular where you were at? Uh, Logomania. I think that's the trend, right? Where everyone mm. likes it. That was what really was hot in high school. I never really liked that though. Yeah. But like, Matching flannels with like the shoes and then skinny denim, like fear of God type like aesthetic. The Jerry Boy stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really kind of like on that. Now, I wasn't like into like super layering and stuff like that, but I, you know, I did rock a little like extended tees oh. and like <laughs> oversized flannels. You know, you know what I'm saying? Skinny denim, like hella distressing. Yo, you know how much money I've made distressing denim for people? Like I learned how to do this shit. Yeah, yeah. And so like, I'll, I'll be like, yeah, just slide me like 20 bucks. I got you, right? And I would like do blow ups for people. <laughs> Because uh, everyone wanted that fear of God aesthetic, but no one had that, you know, money, right? So right, I'll, right. I'll see any pair of jeans, I got you. Jesus, that's funny. Like yeah. the, the the zipper denim too, right? All that oh, shit. Do, yeah. Oh, the H&M. You know how hard it was to get H&M zipper uh, uh, trousers? Yeah, they were like, selling out like everywhere, right? Exactly. And so though, anybody who had those, man, they were like, it was like, wow, those really like, you really have those. That's crazy. Yeah, I man. think I hit like three stores trying to get a pair. And like you, you would like zip them like halfway. You would stack them over like NMDs, you know, like that whole look. Yo, I skipped class to get a pair of NMDs. Really? Yeah. Wow. I had a car and I was just like, yo, uh, forget computer science. Let me hit the mall real quick. I'm trying to get these releases. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's where it started, huh? Yeah. Um, man, it's crazy to think back at that time, bro. Like the Jerry Boy days. Cause like, I mean, if we really think back at it, like it was a really interesting time in fashion. Uh, when I think about what what was popular, it was like the Swag Boy stuff, and then it was like the Jerry Boy stuff, and now it's like the Travis Scott stuff. You know, that's <laughs> how like I kind of see the evolution of like really like popular mainstream outfits. Um, and I was in college during the Jerry Boy stuff, and I remember like I was broke as a joke. I could not afford Fear of God. 
So, it, you know, H&M hooked it up with the long tees, you know, the skinny jeans, the flannel. H&M was golded back then. They were really golded for that. Yeah, man. And they were, they were giving people the looks on the cheap, you know? Yeah, they really were. God damn. Yeah. It was an interesting time for sure. Um, but dude, like your style today is like so different from that aesthetic, right? Like you blend like some elements of workwear, Japanese Americana, um, vintage. Like h- how would you how would you best describe your style now? It's kind of hard, right? Because it's like I don't feel like I fit into like one style, especially with my closets. I really kind of like buy stuff that I think will just fit seamlessly in my closet and like kind of like longevity wise. Cause that's where I'm kind of moving towards, right? Just like things that I used to, I used to move a lot of stuff. So I would always get a lot of new items, but now it's really just been like, Oh, when I buy this, like how long am I going to keep it? Right. If it's mm-hmm. not a very long time, then I'm not going to buy it. Cause why would I invest money in that? Right. And so I, I switch my styles depending on like how I feel that day. Sometimes I'll be like in a vintage outfit or just like, uh, you know, Buja day type, right? Because those mm-hmm. super, super easy to go on or like, you know, sometimes I'll be like, Oh, let me dress Americana. Right. Right. It really just depends, but whatever like goes well, I think it just goes well. And that's my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the Vuja Day aesthetic is like, it has like a name now. We've talked about this when we had Ramon, my horse fits on the pod. Shout out Ramon for coming on the pod with T and I. And, you know, he talked about how like it, it's, it's very like plug and play Vuja Day, right? Like you can, you it's good. It's good clothes to wear when you don't want to think too hard about what you're going to wear. Exactly. Exactly. And that's not like disrespectful to Ken or like his designs, like the trousers, especially like they just look good with so many things, you know? Yeah. Um, so how did, how did you get your introduction into like Vuja Day, uh, into that kind of aesthetic? So I knew about Vuja Day, of course, like, cause I knew about him. Yeah. And so, uh, but like, so he had a drop originally, the first drop he had was like supposed to release on like Saturday, Sunday. Right. But he was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to release it like Thursday. Mm. I was like, I saw like on Friday, I checked Instagram. I was like, well, wow, what happened? Right. Yeah. And everything yeah. was like sold out. And I checked the prices and, you know, I didn't have that much money at the time. So I was like, damn, 300. I was like, yeah, I can't do that. Right. 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 But, um, you know, soon after I met My Worst Fits or Raymond or Ramon. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I saw that I saw what Ruja there was like, like, you know, the quality and stuff like that. And I was like, damn, I really do like this. Right. You know, I'm going to go try for the next job. Right. All that. And so that's how I really got my introduction of it. I wasn't really big on Instagram. I think when I met him, I only had like 50 followers. And that was all like people from high school and everything like that, right? Right. And so that's really how I kind of got my start with it. And that's how I really kind of got like known on Instagram and stuff like that. And on YouTube, right? Was through Vujade. Yeah. And like when uh, when people were, fo- were when people were posting like Vujade fits, that's like when a lot of people like blew up. Right. Because like the fits just look so good. They just look very like um, well put together. And um, I don't know. I just remember that time specifically about, you know, a year or two ago where those fits were just really popular. Like, you know, the Vujade trousers with like a pair of like Jordan ones and like a varsity jacket. And those fits like popped off, you know. Yeah, no, I think it was, um, I can send you a picture, right? But it was this exact fit that really made me like blow off. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Like Apple, like bandana uh, down jacket, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot the official name, but that was the fit that blew up. But it was really like this one that I could also send you, right? Yeah, I'm uh, actually looking yeah. at that one right now, bro. Yeah, it's the dual picture, right? Yeah, that photo yeah. haunts me. It comes up like once a month. And like, it's always on TikTok too. It'll be like, girls will be like, oh, dude, to dress like this. It'll be that exact <laughs> photo. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I'm like, It'd be, it would just pop up like randomly. It's so funny. Dude, that's a clean photo. Uh, who, who, who are you posing with? 
Oh, it's uh, my worst fits. It is. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So when he was really like about that Bujade aesthetic, right? Yeah, bro. You're wearing. You're wearing. We'll, we'll throw a picture up on the pod. But you're wearing double knees, uh, carpenters yeah. with the with the fours. Yeah, the Jordan fours on the flannel. And I flared those too. I was like, that was the really gallery that started blowing up. So I flared those myself, right? Oh, you did. Yeah, I got a lot of DMs asking like how I did it. Dude, thoughts right. on thoughts on gallery department. I mean, it's a great brand, but their trousers are expensive, bro. Yeah, they really are. But uh, yo, uh, we met the owner, me mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Ramon, like just last week when we were oh, in California, yeah? just randomly. So we were at um. So funny story. Our, uh, we're driving a car and it like, it broke down. Right, the battery died. And so, we're, <laughs> and so we're like, okay, like let's go somewhere. Like we got, you know, we need some help, right? And we pull up to this warehouse. And everyone's wearing gallery department. And we're like, oh, what's wrong? Right. And so uh Wait, dead ass? Yes, dead ass. And it we're like, we're like, what's going on? And we, we asked one of them and we're like, yo, can you jump a star a car? He's like, Yeah, sure. And we're asking, we're like, yo, like, um, why is everyone wearing the gallery department? Because oh, that's the warehouse. We're like, what? It's like, yeah, we all work for the gallery department. Yeah, we're just that's just the warehouse. Uh we organize and the whole Wait a stuff. minute. No way you yeah. just randomly pulled up to the gallery department warehouse, bro. Yes, we did. And it was like, and we saw the owner back there, uh, the one with like the really long hair, the one yeah, who's kind yeah, of yeah. Yeah, He's yeah. tall as hell. He's super tall. Oh, bro, also looked like he got attitude. I don't know why. Just the way he was walking around. <laughs> oh, my God. But no, nah, it was so we were just talking with them, and I was like, yo, like, how'd you get on like the gallery department? Right. And one of the workers was just like, oh, I was working at a grocery store, and I knew the owner's there, and he kind of just asked, like, hey, do you want to work with me? And he goes, now, now I'm here, right? But they were cool. Like the the workers wise, they were cool. They jump started our car. Uh, we left, but it was just so random. Dude, there's no way that's true, bro. Don't, uh, we no. We got, we got video. No, we do we have video. I don't have video. Damn. But our, like our car legit like broke down. It was so funny. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, but like the brand has like really popped off, and I think I've seen uh, that guy, the one with the long hair, the owner. I think I've seen him in Ken's videos too. I think he like yeah. made an appearance once or something. But, um. I want a pair of gallery department carpenters. They're just so expensive, bro. Yeah, they really are. I think that if you buy them online, it's not worth it. But I think if okay. you buy them in person, they're worth it because you get that whole experience of getting it like customized, like color, fit, length, paint, right? All that. You get the full experience for about the same price. And yeah. so I think that if you do it in person and you get that full experience, I think it's worth it. But like, you know, if you're just buying it online, then you're just buying. You don't know how it's going to fit and stuff like that because the flair and everything like that. But if you go in person, then it customized to you. Yeah, man, I think that's what I appreciate about the brand a lot is that um, they take when you go into the when you go into the store, like they have a lot of appreciation for like the details. I mean, they want it to fit your body specifically. So they're like really tailored to to, to your body and how they fit. Um, so how, how did you make your version of the gallery department? Did you like rip apart two pairs of carpenters? So, um the ones I had, the fronts were really like messed up. That front panel was really messed up. And so I went to the tailor and I knew how I wanted to cut it, right? I was like, okay, like I knew like, I'm really like, especially with clothes, I'm super specific about like measurements and how things fit. So I knew what I, what to tell my tailor. And so I was telling, I so I took apart the front panels, right? I grabbed pliers and I ripped it off, right? The metal, the metal like, uh, whatever they are, rivets? Yeah, the little rivets, And yeah. so uh, I took those off, took the panels off and I, I was just like seeing measurements and everything like that. And I was like, look, I know what I want to do. I want to pull it in at the knee very, very slightly. I want to widen it here, right? I have the extra material and everything like that. Just do it like that. And like, yeah, it was, it wasn't bad. It was like maybe like $50, $60 job because it was a lot of work, but it came out like fitting perfect because it fit my body. Right. Right. 
Yeah, dude. Solo. I think going to the tailor is so underrated, isn't it? Because there's a there's a, a a tailor that I go to um, when I'm back in the Austin area in Texas visiting family, and she does like she just gets it. Like when I ask her to do something, and um, you know, I, I'm really into like the uh, like the unsound rags fits right now. You know what I'm saying? Like the all black fits. Uh, okay. Okay. And like, uh, uh, so I had a pair of like Levi's five seventeens, and I took them in. They fit a little too big. And you know how like the unsound look, like the like the black jeans are like brought in and they flare a little bit. Yeah. I asked her to do that, and she did it perfectly. And it was like you know it was like a thirty dollar job. And I'm like, wow, like this is not, this is not bad. And and I don't know. I feel like going to a tailor is like super underrated for for getting there's garments a, the way you want it. There's a weird stigma that a lot of people think that tailors are very expensive, right? When it's like twenty dollars, and it's like. Uh, and when I tell people, like, when I buy, like, old Levi's and stuff like that, and people are like, oh, how do you always get them to fit perfect and stuff like that? I tell them, like, I was like, I don't care about the length. As long as the waist fits, I don't care about the length. Because it's like, okay, I take them to the tailor. Um, I get them cut with original hem, which means that they cut the hem off and then they re it back on, right? So you still get that, like, natural distressing that happens. Right. And so I, like, I pay, like, 25 bucks, right? Okay. And I have, like, the perfect fitting denim now. Yeah, man, it's like super underrated. Um, for those listening, man, if, if you have a pair of pants that don't fit right, just go to the tailor and and they'll they'll hook it up. And most of the times, if you're thrifting shit, like you're gonna spend less than buying something new anyways. Even if you go to the tailor, it's not gonna be super expensive, you know. So, um, but see, speaking of bro, you were just got back from California. Uh, you were seeing the homies out there. Uh, what was that like? And uh, did you do any shopping? Your time down. It there? was it was a little surreal, uh, in my opinion, right? Because it's like. I talk to people all, all the time online, right? And it's like, you know, I they are real people, but you, it doesn't really like click because right, it's like right. you're not there. Right. But like then seeing them in person, it's like, wow, like this man really, this is a real human being. Like this is wild. Um, yeah. And so just do, seeing that, it was really, but it was really fun. Uh, we were in SF uh, because um, my worst fits are uh, Ramon used to live in Los Seattle, right? Where I'm at. But yeah. then he moved down to California. And so I was hanging out with him. And so we spent the first half in um, NorCal and the second half in SoCal. And we just met with a whole bunch of people that um, I knew and he knew and everything like that. And it was really a vibe, right? It was really a movie. Yeah, bro. It's, it's uh, to go on to that, like you meet so many people on Instagram within like this fashion space that we don't like. We don't see each other in person, but we talk a lot on a regular basis. So I'm sure like seeing people in real life, it's just weird. It's a little surreal because we all know each other online. You know, like we all form these relationships online. Yeah, exactly, right? But then just seeing one person, it's like, they're the same person. It just mm. feels weird, right? But there's nothing wrong <laughs> with it, right? Right, right. All right, bro. When you when you were, when you were meeting up with people, was there anybody that was like taller or shorter than what you expected? Or like just a little bit different in person than what you expected? This man, Everett's tall as hell. Okay, mm. I, Everett Lamb, that man is tall. Like when he picked me up from the airport, like, you know, I got in his car, he was sitting down. And so when we both got out the car and he stood up, I looked up. I was like, damn, this man is tall as hell. <laughs> Jesus, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, it looked like a fun trip. Uh, it looked like y'all got, I mean, even some shopping done too. Um, and then you got a sneak peek of My Worst Fits, Repaired Rags, the jacket that he's working on. He teased that on the podcast um, when he came on. How, how was how was feeling that jacket? And uh, um, obviously, I know you can't spoil too much for us, but like, what was it like getting kind of a sneak peek of what he's working on? That shit's quality. Like mm. it's really, it's really worth it. Like I couldn't try it on cause it was like an extra, extra small, something like that. Right. Cause he just grabbed one, but it was, um, it was really nice. Right. Like the quality of the build, the weight, um, like I, I saw the entire process that he was making it throughout like this past, like eight months, right. Mm. Of, of designing, redesigning, right. 
you know, going through like patterns and stuff like that, everything. And just to see like the final production, like it's really like just to see like, you know, my, one of my close friends, like, um, you know, work that he's been putting in just finally like floor flourish, right. You know, it's finally here type of thing. Right. Right. It, and so, is that something that you would want to do too? create clothes or is that something you kind of admire from afar? It's something I admire from afar, right? I definitely don't enjoy the process of making clothes, right? I've done it because uh, I've done stuff similar to that, right? You know, in high school and everything like that. Because mm-hmm. um, I designed for my uh, my high school and stuff like that, right? The shirts and everything. And it's not a process that I really enjoy. Um, and it's just not really me, right? But I do have a heavy appreciation for people who are willing to go through that growing process of, you know, designing, pattern making, right? You know, uh, sourcing materials, all that, right? Right. It's a different world and it's something that i can appreciate from afar for sure um moving on bro let's transition to youtube a little bit your first video wuja day collection three review bro why did you, why <laughs> why did you decide that that was going to be your first youtube video bro and like going into that you know did, was youtube something that you wanted to do for a long time like what was your kind of game plan going into that um i never really cared for you making youtube videos right um uh, I have, everyone has told me like I had that like really like energetic personality that fits like YouTube. And for me, I'm just like, eh, it's whatever, right? I feel like it's a lot of work and I didn't really care to do it. But, you know, this is, uh, this is the time where I was first entering my major, right? And I wanted to get more better and get more practice in editing videos, right? I was like, so what's the best way to do that? Okay, let me make film. Like, you know, let me record some stuff, right? And I had that Day collection coming and I was like, Wuja Day at the time didn't really have a lot of YouTube videos. And a lot of time people who made YouTube videos on it, it was really just a pickup. Oh, I pick up these pants, two seconds in, um, here, here's how they fit, whatever, next item, right? And it was never really like an in-depth, like detailed um, description of a brand that I felt that a lot of people loved at the time and still do actually. But, you know, nothing that was like fully inclusive of, you know, fit, style, all that, right? Type of thing. Right, right. And so I was like, you know, why don't I do it, right? And also I kind of had a gripe of uh, fashion YouTube at the time where I felt that a lot of people, uh, a lot of fashion YouTube is kind of boring, right? It's a lot of them will monologue and kind of like, unless it's the audience is really small, unless you're really like into this one item um, that people will monologue for like 20 minutes. So like, oh, this Comme des Garcons item and 20 minutes long, they talk about that one item. The audience is really small. Versus for me, I was like, you know, why don't I create something entertaining and funny so that even if you're not into Brigitte or fashion, like the audience is still wider because you're like, oh, you know, I don't know anything about this, but it's still entertaining, right? Yeah. And so uh, I spent a bag on that collection. Did, and so okay, did, was, did you spend a bag on the collection knowing that you wanted to make a video or was it just like you really liked the collection? It was kind of in plan. I was like, I'll spend a bag. I'll record the video. All right, why not? Let's see what happens, right? Right, right. And so um, I spent the bag. I got that uh, I got that video out right, and <laughs> I was it was really fun because I was like, damn, this is fun as hell. Because I love making myself laugh, and I was like making all those little edits and those stupid things. And I was like, damn, this is kind of fun. I finished the video, upload it, and I was like, all right, whatever, right? And I was like, you know, I'll continue to do this, like you know, whenever I feel like it, because uh, I just feel like you know, it's just good to get the, uh, the experience and you know, learn how to edit more. That was like the goal of my videos was just like every video I learn how to edit in a different way, like learn mm-hmm. something new. Right, right. And then after that, um, that video blew up. I was like, damn, 1,000 views. And it was like two weeks later, it was like five. And I was like, damn, like what's going on, right? 
And um, I got a lot of DMs of people bullying me, going like, yo, when's the next video? Like, you know, drop the next video. Like, I swear to God, if you don't drop the next video, really? I'm going to Really, like, oh. bro? Really? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, these threats are funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, I was like, damn, dude, people really like, like this shit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I dropped the second one. I dropped the next video, uh, which is my 85 collection, which I had way before Bucha Day, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, I would consider myself like an old head, right? Yeah. And so that got a lot of love too. And I was like, you know, why don't I just like keep it up, right? Yeah, man. And it, your YouTube, your YouTube channel has 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 been really successful so far. And, and you know, it's been a it's been a it's been a fun channel to kind of like watch. But your approach to YouTube is different, bro. Like you're not trying to, like you said, it's not like really long form pieces about, uh, you know, pieces or or clothes. It's really like satire driven first. Was that like the plan from the beginning? And like, do you, would you ever like stray away from that? Or do you feel like you found like what you love to do? I think I found what I love to do, right? Because it's like, I just like to, I kill myself with like internet, like memes and stuff like that. Like, I really, like, decay my brain. And so, like, just applying <laughs> that, like, you know, I don't guess, like, stupid mentality, I guess. I don't know how you want to say it. But just applying that to those videos, like, I think it's really fun. And it's, no one is doing it. Well, there are people who are doing it like that. But it's just, like, it's very, like, only one other person I could think of is, like, Frugal Aesthetic, right? And so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his channel is huge. Yeah. But I, I, I really like his videos because it was more satire-based, right? And I was, like, I want to do something like that. And so I really think I found like what I'm looking for because like, I hate recording, but I love editing. And so I don't know if I could do those like monologue, like more informational type videos. Cause it's like, I'm going to just keep stuttering. I'm just going to get mad at the camera. <laughs> All right. So but this- I really do enjoy like the little segment that I've done. Yeah, for sure. No, I, it's an interesting approach. It's like refreshing because YouTube, I feel like is very like one or fashion YouTube is approached in a very singular way where it's very serious and you're kind of bringing something a little bit different to the table. Um, but that being said, a month ago, you did the Vuja Day collection for review. Um, and the cool thing is that like you were honest about the collection. Like you weren't like, yeah, I love this. Everything's cool. Like you, you, it was funny, but you also mixed in like your honest opinions about the collection. Um, you know, was that hard for you to do because because you like Ken's work or or was it easy to just to be honest about your honest thoughts of the, on the collection? It's just easy to be honest. I spent so much money. I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm not going to mm, like, right. I spent that much money. Like, oh, you're going to get my full opinion. Um, but I've never been the type of person for like really like sugarcoat things. I'm just like, I'm just going to tell people how it is. And I think that's something that's lacking, right? A lot of people want to create this like good persona of like, you know, in case like, you know, the owners watch it or like, you know, someone watches it. Um, which is funny because uh Ken HMI followed me recently. And no. so <laughs> did he? Yeah. yeah, he did, but Damn, bro, Ken hasn't Ken hasn't given me the follow yet. It's coming though. But you know, if that happened, but you know, if he's he's probably seen my videos because I I think they're the most popular Bujit videos, right? And so uh um, right, right. just being like honest about my opinion I, a lot of people found out like nice because a lot of people will just be like oh you know this collection super nice you know just kind of be like just want to keep that good persona right versus for me like i don't really care like i'm just going to tell you how what i think how it is if you like agree with me you agree with me if you don't you don't right um yeah. and i think that's that was really refreshing for a lot of people because it got a lot of good feedback of like you know people like oh i'm so glad someone is actually being honest with the collection versus like just trying to be like oh you know this is cool whatever right yeah, it's an interesting approach, and uh, you know, I'm glad that you do that because not not everybody you know has 
the courage to do that to give their honest thoughts especially with smaller creatives who like probably have seen the content you know what i mean like yeah um but another small brand i see you fucking with is bare knuckles um do you still have that cardigan i still do have that cardigan that cardigan is goaded bro so your thoughts on bare knuckles i know this last collection was a little bit more western but i fucking love bare knuckles man i know that the viewers the audience knows how much i love bare knuckles but um yeah man is that a brand that that you're keeping your eye on for the future oh it's hard it's definitely hard right uh, i'm looking forward to that next collection uh i he was saying uh jacob was like uh saying like he's been showing like teasers the entire time but nobody has noticed um but oh really from, yeah yeah because uh, um one of my friends uh, talks to him he was just saying that and i was like damn but i think he's dropping like hoodies and stuff like that more essential type stuff but uh i really do like it right and the quality like really does pay off and like uh, the cuts and like the way it's styled like everything is just so well done right they don't cut corn i feel like they don't cut corners anywhere and it's something i really do respect yeah i agree with that yeah bare knuckles isn't a brand that skims and um you know obviously their pieces are a little bit more expensive and you've also been picking up some 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 kind of crazy pieces do you have the capital borrow jacket too i still have it yeah i don't think i'm gonna sell it dude oh my god man i had to trade i traded my uncs for them my 85 uncs for it you traded those really no i didn't trade it i sold my uncs and then you bought, bought it. it yeah okay bro was that worth was that worth selling the 85s oh yeah most definitely okay uh those uncs were beat okay um <laughs> <laughs> they were dusted all right and they weren't even my size they were like that but the dude who sold it to me lied to me he said it was a 10 but uh the 0.5 on the thing was rubbed off like because he used to you know stamp on the side right and so it was like a 10 and a half and i was like damn these are huge and plus um i just never wore them right my uncs were one of my favorite colors but i was just like if i'm not wearing it then it's just sitting money right it's useless so i sold those pretty easy and then um the borrow jacket i wasn't really gonna get but I was DMing random people on Grail, kind of just like, you know, like testing waters. And this dude was like, oh, you know, I live in Seattle too, right? I was like, ain't no fucking way. <laughs> and so I drive, I drive like 35 Damn. minutes to be with the dude. I talked to him for like an hour straight. The jacket's right in front of me. And I was like, I don't want to waste this man's time. And so I was like, bro, whatever. And I was <laughs> How much? How much you spend? It was like 1.5. Oh my God, bro. Uh, but um, I sold my UNCs for 2K and I only paid like, 700 bro wow so you really got your money's worth for the borrow jacket huh yeah oh uh, oh uh, yeah it wasn't that bad the the goal to get the borrow jacket like i did the math i think i only spent like 200 dollars out of pocket right because yeah. uh i had six 2016 or 2015 uncs right and at the time when i bought them uh they were like resale was like they were like 250 300 dead stock kept those for a while sold those i think spent like an extra 300 on like the 85s and then you know sold those for i think i sold it for like 2k right mm, yeah then i got my borrow jacket and so yeah man it's so crazy how like sneakers and other things have they're just like it's like an asset bro like you you can you can buy and sell these things make a lot of money and then repurchase clothing that's going to retain value you know what i mean it's just so crazy how we're looking at like material objects as an asset class these days you know yeah I do think that's a little wild. I was, I was thinking about that a few days ago and I was just like, damn, like if I sold my entire like closet, like how much could I like really have? Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so the capital borrow jacket, your verdict on it, is it worth the 1.5? I know that the price kind of fluctuates between one and 1.5. It's a jacket that I want, but, um, and as a, it's a jacket I'm sure that people in the audience who are listening to will want to get one day, but, uh, yeah, is it, was it 100% worth it? Oh yeah, most definitely. It's golden. It's so nice. The details are crazy. It flows really well, right? Especially in my closet. Like, 
it's one of those things where like when I first saw it, I was hating on it. I was like, it's so like loud. And I was like, I can never wear that type thing, right? And then uh, my worst fits got it. I see in person, I was like, it's not that bad. It mm. really is not that bad. And now that I own one, like I wear it almost every day, right? Really, bro. I wear, I wear like a denim jacket, like a regular like light wash, like denim jacket. How often people wear those? Because it's just like it fits so well with my closet. And it's just like it's so loud, but it's not. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's like a statement piece, but it's not like bright and colorful where it's like annoying. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you definitely look homeless, though. I've gotten so much stares wearing this. Really? Yeah. And it's not even like compromise. You could just tell like when people stare at you, it's just a little different. They're like, what is this guy wearing? Damn, bro. That sucks, bro. You drop you you drop the bank on a on a jacket or on a denim jacket and people think you look homeless. <laughs> everyone everyone looks homeless nowadays. Full vintage outfits, like blown out like pants right, right. like that shirt is like half, barely standing. Everyone looks homeless <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Everyone does look homeless these days. But uh, I feel like your style has transitioned a little bit to more of like a Japanese Americana. You're you're incorporating a lot of like more a denim, um, just a little bit more elevated, more like uniform fits, uh, definitely more, definitely paying attention to like silhouettes and shapes. You've been wearing raw denim and shit. So like what's been in your rotation lately? What's been like your go-to outfit this summer? My go-to outfit this summer? Uh, honestly, it's just been like a um, pair of like 501 Levi's, like any pair of shoes. Cause it doesn't get too hot in Seattle, except now, right? Yeah, y'all are in a heat wave, right? Oh my God, I'm suffering, man. It's like 110 right now. Um, but it would be like any shoe and I'll just wear like a vintage shoe. And that's like, honestly, for my go-to, right. I've been wearing my, uh, my raw denim lately too, because, um, uh, like my feet, my legs don't get too hot. And so I just kind of want to like beat them in like as much as possible, but those have really yeah. kind of been like my go-to fits. And then also if I want to dress like more streetwear, I'll wear like, oh my, like I have a pair of Alex shorts that I got for 100, for like 160 when I was working at Nike and Nike discount was crazy. Um, yeah, I bet. Uh, and like you know, like pair of sneakers, like uh, a, a white t-shirt and a flannel, right? Something basic. And so those have really been like my summer fits, right? Yeah, I fuck with that. Um, everyone needs like a summer uniform. Um, I don't know, man. I just feel like it's always, especially in the summer, it's so hot. Like you're you're not trying to like you're trying. It doesn't to look even good. matter. You're trying yeah. to survive. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to survive, bro. It's not like you want to look good, but like you got to be cool. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I I fuck with that a lot. Um, trying to get into more Wacka Maria, right? Uh, okay. Instead, but they're the Hawaiian shirts are like goaded. They make like, in my opinion, like the best like button ups, right? Fit wise, style wise, everything like that. Their whole aesthetic is like, I think if I remember reading it correctly, it's like daytime drinker. And so they wear daytime a lot of power. drinker. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you look at their like lookbook, it's just a whole bunch of older Japanese dude who looks like they they just drink a, 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 a like midday and stuff like that. But their <laughs> outfits are so fire. It's so nice. It's like Japanese Americana mixed with like Chicano type style, right? And yeah, it's so yeah. nice. So it's a lot of trousers. There were a lot of loafers, boots, and stuff like that. A lot of Hawaiian shirts, right? Uh, they're like their the t-shirts are based off like old rock band type stuff, and it's so fire. It's really like a sleeper brand. They're very popular, like in Japan stuff like that. But in the U.S., like no one really like wears it. Yeah, I fuck with that, man. There's a lot, there's so many brands in Japan like that that are just like Japanese Americana brands, but like they're for dads. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And like, but like younger people are starting to pay attention to that, you know? Oh yeah, most definitely. Right. And so that's, that's I don't know. We're just getting old, man. That's <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's it. Right. Like the styles are changing a little bit. Um, so you recently bought a pair of raw denim and you're, you're part of the, you're part of the salvage gang now. Um, 
any tips to people wanting to get into raw denim? How much have you been wearing them and have they broken in at all for you? Uh, oh, they broke in crazy. Like at first I couldn't even wear them. Like I was trying to sit in, like I was wearing them at home and I was like, you know, I'm gonna sleep in these. I don't even care. Um, uh, pain bro, now. Like, nasty, bro. <laughs> like I'll suffer now, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'll get the rewards later, but I could like, I couldn't wear them for like more than an hour, an hour or two straight when yeah, I was they, sitting. They I was, hurt. Like, mad uncomfortable. Yeah, man. And after a while they broke it in. I'm like, damn, like these are like pretty nice. Like, you know, like the way they broke it and everything like that. And my recommendation is like you have to try them in store and you have to talk to someone who knows like raw denim because um like they shrink they stretch right they bleed and there's so much like information i was like okay how do you wash them right and there's so much like stuff that like yeah you can learn online but like you know if you buy like a size and you're like oh they fit perfect and then like four months later you wash them now you can't wear them no more right and so yeah. it's a lot of things it's like it's something i would definitely do like in person yeah and it yeah shopping for raw denim is interesting because um the sizing is so weird and they're mad uncomfortable bro when you get them when you first get them and you're like trying them on and shit like mad uncomfortable like they're not fun to wear it's it's like honestly like almost like you kind of like question your life a little bit for those first couple of days you know like when you're sitting almost down definitely. and shit like it's not comfortable bro it hurts no yeah that was me i was like i really spent like 300 dollars on a pair of pants and i really want you wear spent them. that much bro Oh, they were like 20 ounce. They were like only denim. 20 ounce, bro. Yes, but they felt like 16 because they're such a loose weave. But they fit so fire. Bro, 20 ounce, bro? You, dude, you can like, you can go to Alaska with those things on, bro. Yo, That's everyone heavy. Kept telling, everyone kept telling me that, but I swear to God, they feel like, they feel like 14, 16. Like once they're beat in because they're such a loose weave, they don't feel as 20 heavy. Damn, that's interesting, bro. 20 ounce. That's crazy. I think mine are like 14 and I feel like I'm fucking dying in them, you know? <laughs> Hey, that's cold in Seattle, so like it's definitely gonna like pay off, like because like we'll, we'll like easily will hit like freezing temperatures, like that's normal in Seattle, right? Right, right. So th those will hold me down. Yeah, definitely. Um, so any recent pickups? What have you been picking up lately? Did you pick up anything in California? And like when you're thinking about pickups now, are you slowing down your pickups? Have you been like speeding up pickups recently? Like what are you buying? Uh, I've been definitely slowing down on pickups. Like, like I said, I've been more like making more intelligent decisions on like things I buy, right? I'm not just buying stuff because it's trendy. I'm like, okay, like realistically, like how often am I going to wear this, right? If I'm not going to, if I don't have like, if it doesn't fit seamlessly in my closet, like I'm not going to buy it because I'll wear it like once or twice and I'll just throw it away, right? Or I'll just sell it, right? Whatever. But uh, in California, I picked up a pair of Bism Skagways Lowe's and I, I just pulled the trigger on retail because I was like, I've been looking on Bai and like Japanese auction sites and Grailed all the time, but there'll be like 300 used and it'll be so damn beat. And then not even my size. And I was like, and I've been looking for the white ones too. So especially when they're beat, they're like brown. Yeah, and I'm like, nasty. yeah, exactly. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to pass on that. But um, yeah, I bought those. Um, I picked up a uh, unused ready-made uh, flannel with uh, elbow blowouts. Like I'm a really big fan of blowouts, like in knees or in elbows. And so I got that from my friends at, in Orange County. They're fine hidden, right? They're like an archive store, right? I was hanging out with them uh, while I was down in LA. So shout out to them. I really do appreciate them for all they did for me and uh what else did i pick up oh i picked up a pair of 70s redline selvage denim and they're so soft they feel like pajama pants damn those are some good pickups bro you've been spending the bag a little bit huh it's like i'm spending i'm buying less stuff but i'm spending more on individual pieces right and so the right. money like ends up being the same amount but it's just they're spending it like like less frequently right i guess if that makes sense yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, what's a pickup that you've made in the past couple of months that you regret, though? Something that you pulled and you probably shouldn't have bought. 
Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I can't really think of anything right now, right? Uh, it might have been. No, I don't have anything. I can't think of anything. Well, that's right good. Now. I mean, that's good. That means that you're buying shit that you would wear, and that you're you're trying to, you know what I mean? Like so, so many of us buy stuff that like just doesn't last in our closets that we don't wear that we don't fuck with, and just wasted money. You know that I feel like that happens so much in the fashion space. Yeah, it really does, right? But I feel like, yeah, like I said, these past few months, I've just been buying much more intelligent. So anything that I buy, I never like regret. Yeah, I feel that. Um, so, bro, plans for YouTube in the future, um, plans for growing your Instagram. I know you've been, you know, posting fit pics, posting like really nice pictures. Um, your Instagram has grown a lot in the past couple of months. Like, do you have any specific plans for YouTube and for Instagram? Or are you just kind of taking it as it goes? No real plans, just taking it how it goes, right? Um I just, I don't know, like, uh, my Instagram, like, I don't really care about like the numbers and stuff like that. Cause after you start caring about the numbers, it gets really stressful. Right. And you start worrying about engagement. That's facts. And like that. That's facts. And it's just like, it's like, yo, that's boring. Right. I'm really on it. Like if we're being honest, Instagram is kind of boring. Um, uh, and Damn, so you think so, bro. Well, I'm only, I like, I like the people on Instagram. Right. But the activities of posting all the time and taking pictures and all that. Right. And trying to keep that consistent. It's in my opinion, it's not that fun. But I'm really there because I like talking to this community. I like being in it and I like meeting a whole bunch of different people, right? And just interacting and just talking to people with similar mindsets. And so that's the real main reason I'm using, I'm on Instagram, right? Like the followers and stuff, like it doesn't really matter. I post whenever. But mainly like, I don't know. I shit post on my Instagram. Like, you know that. Yeah, it's a lot of memes and shit. Yeah. Um, okay. And so, but that's a healthy approach, man. Because I feel like, and I've talked about this on the pod before, a lot of people get caught up in the Instagram, like rat race and like, I got to do this. I got to post this. I got to grow. I got to grow. And it's like, after a while, man, that mindset gets so tiring and it, it can be like mentally exhausting and like not good for you. You know what I mean? I used to think like that, right? Uh, when I was like, I was like, oh, I want to hit a thousand. Like, you know, how do I hit a thousand? Let me tag this. Let me add hashtags and stuff like that, all that. And trying to do a whole bunch of things like, oh, let me post consistently, right? Because a more... Everyone's a Fitbit page now. Everybody is a Fitbit page now. There's so many. Man, this guy, like, this guy is talking. <sighs> yeah, back in like 2019, man, it wasn't much. Like, it was really, like, really think about it, right? Right. And so, like, the main people were like Myers Fitz. There was um, Tommy, uh, or I forgot his new name. Uh, Joel was there, right? Ken, of course, right? It was just a lot of like, oh, T, uh, T2. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. And so back then, there wasn't too much. And now, like, um, and so I used to want to be like, oh, you know, I want to grow my page big. Like, that seems like a lot of fun. Then, like, those numbers just get to your head. And, like, you start thinking about Instagram, like, subconsciously. And you're like, damn, this is like, and I don't know. I don't know when the switch happened. But it's just like, I just stopped caring. Right. And it's, and it's made Instagram way more enjoyable. Yeah, I think that's an important lesson for people listening who, you know, look at followers and stuff. And, look, we've all been there. I've been there, too. And I'm like, man, I got to post this because, you know, what if this doesn't get good engagement you know what if people don't like this shit and it's like man like that that can be really bad for like your mental health too uh, having that constant mindset and i think it's just healthy to to view instagram as a place to communicate and, and talk to people and like you said like I, that's that's the fun that i get out of it now like people message me about like clothes like oh you know i see you posted this particular jacket like what are your thoughts on it can you can you help me out for because i want to buy it and like to me that is like the real value right is like talking yeah. to people about clothes rather than posting shit for the clout you know exactly exactly that yeah it's that approach at the end of the day i just think of like it's a personal page right like i'm gonna I'm do whatever i want with it right and people fuck with it people fuck with it yeah 
I think that's like, in my opinion, like the best approach. For sure. So man, you're in college right now. Uh, what's the plan when you get out of college? I'm assuming get a, a job in your career path and then just continue, you know, viewing fashion as a hobby and then kind of staying around the community. Um, do you plan on leaving the Seattle area? Do you plan on staying in Seattle? What's kind of like the game plan down the road? Uh, definitely get a job in UXUI, right? Um, but I kind of see myself getting a job in like something like in video because I've been doing that more lately than, you know, actual UX and UI. Because like I said, my professional job is um, I create economic videos uh, with my professor, right? For um, copyleft. Copyleft is the right word. Copyleft, the education, right? Yeah. And so we provide, we provide and create those type of videos. And so that's my professional job uh, that I have right now in college. And um, I kind of see that could be my future career. Um, I do plan on staying in the Seattle area, right? Uh, because I just love it here, right? It's my home, right? Uh, I feel like everything I want and everything I need is nearby. Uh, definitely traveling is, you know, is a way to go, right? But, you know, like when I was traveling, I was like, damn, I miss home, right? I guess they kind of like nostalgia, I guess. Right, right. But also like, um, like location-wise, like for my career, it's perfect. Like Seattle, New York, uh, LA, or San Francisco, like those are the real places that you want to be at, like yeah. my career path. Yeah, for sure. Especially for like anything tech related to like Silicon Valley in the Bay Area, you got Southern California, New York, like you can go, you can go so many places now. And you know, the world's a lot smaller, smaller of a place, bro. But um, hey, man, hopefully one day you can get out to New York and visit me and I can get out to Seattle. I've been wanting to go to Seattle for a long time, bro. I feel like Seattle is the spot on the West Coast. I'm from the Bay Area, like I was born in San Jose, San Francisco area. So yeah. I'm from there. And um, Seattle always feels like it, I don't know. I've never been in Seattle, but I feel like the Bay Area and Seattle are really similar. You've been to both. Oh, yeah, no. Are they? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, because I went out to the Bay Area and I was like, damn, these people are like kind of like act the same, right? You know, right, like right. I didn't feel, I, I kept saying it. I was like, I didn't feel like I left Seattle. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of the scenery was definitely different, but the feel and the vibe, it just felt very, very similar. Yeah, yeah, bro. I tell people all the time, like Southern California is a different state. And I feel like people in NorCal consider the Bay Area and Seattle, like the same area. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of yeah. like the similar vibe, you know? Yeah, no. If you definitely, if you come out to Seattle, like, you have to go out for like the outdoors. Like, the city is cool, but like, Washington is one of those few places where you can literally point anywhere on the map and it's going to be pretty, right? right. If you're into that hiking type of stuff. Sounds good, man. When I visit Seattle, I'll hold you to that. We'll do some vintage shopping and then we'll also go on some hikes and shit. So, That'll be a good time. Kenneth, bro, I appreciate you coming on the pod, man. It's been a lot of fun. Um, before we get out of here, bro, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, shout out uh, My Worst Fits for, uh, you know, letting me stay at his place, right? Um, repaired rags coming soon, right, of course. Um, yes, shout sir. out to Tony, uh, uh, Elton, and the Fine Hidden um, in Orange County, right? They helped me down while I was down there. Um, and they really made it like a damn movie, right? This man has got me saying movie and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> shout out to Joel, of course, right? That's like day one. Um, yeah, that's day one. Uh, I don't know what else, man. Oh, shout out to Everett, man. This man helped me down for the first day when I was in SF, man. But yeah, uh, that's really it. That's all I got. Cool, man, bro. Well, Kenneth, again, man, bro, thanks for coming on the pod. We appreciate your time. For those listening, man, keep it locked into the selective for future drops, editorial pieces. And of course, I know we took a break from the podcast last week, but we are back in full swing. Uh, on a personal note, uh, this is my last week in Buffalo. I'm moving to New York City this week. So um, if you are in the New York City area, let me know. We'll love to kick in, say hi, maybe grab some coffee. But uh, the next time I'll be recording an episode of the podcast, I'll be in New York City. So look forward to that. Guys, as always, thank you so much for listening to the pod. And we'll see you next week.